We're learning the Siva Shalom on Inyani Hanukkah. Shayalam Madarshim Hilchasachag. Before Yantav comes, we're supposed to ask questions about the halachis. Pashib Shad is the rules. When he's supposed to eat matzah, when he's supposed to clean the house for Pesach, when he's supposed to light the menorah. Every Yantav has a lot of rules. You open up the Kitzah Shulchan Arach, the Mishnah Brura, there's a lot of rules. He's supposed to learn about the rules beforehand. Listen to what the Nesiva Shalom says. Every Chag, every festival, has its own qualities that we gained from the actual festival and that we use to enlighten our life with that idea. Whether it's Ahavas Hashem, Yiras Hashem, or Emunah, Bitachin, all kinds of different things. He explains that's what it means, that before you go into a Yantif, Shayalam Medarshan, you have to ask and look into the Hilchas, the Halicha of the Chag. What am I supposed to accomplish with these days? What am I going in with? What am I supposed to leave with? This is a rule about any yontif we have to understand. We don't have yontavim, festivals, throughout the year just to do the halachis. Of course, we get mitzvah, schar, for doing all of that. But that's not the point. The point is to benefit and be uplifted in a specific way. And in that idea, we should be uplifted for the whole year. should be mechazek us for that Indian for the whole year. So Hashem sprinkled throughout the year, like different legs that hold up a table, concepts to hold us up, that we're going to be weak on if we don't have, and that's mechazek us for the whole year. I met with the Nesiva Shalom's nephew and son-in-law, Shlomo Weinberg. So I asked him, you know, the Nesiva Shalom says every Yontif, this is the greatest Yontif, the biggest, the biggest Yontif of the whole year. Every Shabbos, the biggest Shabbos of the whole year. How can I understand this? How can we understand this? And he explained beautifully with an example. A person has to have many different vitamins to be healthy. Without vitamin C, you can't be healthy. Without vitamin D, you can't be healthy. If a person is deficient, I know someone that was deficient in vitamin D, and they had to get these booster shots of like 30,000, usually you take 1,000 to 2,000 milligram, 30,000, I don't know if it was a day or a week. Otherwise, God, God forbid, it could have been very dangerous. There's different vitamins that we have, that we need in order to be healthy Jews. And every yontif has a different vitamin that it boosts us, that we should leave the yontif boosted in that trait, and that should last us for the whole year. Different way to look at Yantif. When we understand what this concept means, then we'll look forward to every Yantif, not just, okay, we have to do all these halachas, we can't do this, we have to do this, we have to light the candle here or not there. It's all very important. But we shouldn't leave the same people that we walked into the Yantif with. We shouldn't leave the same people. We have to change. We have to learn from the Yantif. And when you understand why we celebrate Hanukkah and Purim, the Pneumius, deep to understand it, it's going to change your life. Because we're not just celebrating something that happened a long time ago. And Nesiva Shalom explains that we do not celebrate festivals to commemorate things that happened a long time ago. And you'll scratch your head. You'll say, what? What are you talking about? Everything is about what happened a long time ago. Pesach, long time ago, we got saved from the Egyptians. Shavuos, Matan Torah, long time ago. Hanukkah, we got saved from the Greeks a long time ago. Purim, everything's a long time ago. What are you talking about? He says the Nesiva Shalom, a to understand any yontif. 
We had a lot more miracles that happened that we don't celebrate. There were many other miracles that happened in Klal Yisrael, in the history of Klal Yisrael. Big miracles. It says in Tanakh, certain miracles. We don't celebrate it. Why? Because there's a difference between something that's chad pa'ami, that happens once, just for that year, or something that's in the Bria. Something that's in mamish, part of the Bria. Sometimes, something happens on a specific day that proves to us that this day is such a special day that this is the day to merit salvation when you're not worthy. Or this is the day to merit being free. All different things. And once Chazal put their ear to the ground, so to speak, and realized that this is not a Chad Pa'ami, a one-time event, but it's something that's in the Bria. The Bria is the calendar, and it goes like this. Every year goes around and around. And when an event happens on a certain day that shows us that it's about the day, that this is the specific day, that this event had to happen, because this is in the Bria, that this is a day for salvation, for good, bad, whatever it is. Therefore, it's affecting us every single year. And there are many proofs. But the biggest proof is as follows. What day do we celebrate Matan Torah? The day of, of the giving of the Torah, we celebrate every year on Vav Sivan, the sixth day of Sivan. When was the Torah given? The seventh day. On that year of actual Matan Torah, Moshe added a day, and the actual Nasina Satayra was on the seventh day. So why do we celebrate every year on the, on the wrong day? Can you imagine? You have an anniversary. You're supposed to get married March 2nd. There's a big snowstorm. So instead you get married March 3rd, and every year you celebrate March 2nd. Why? Celebrate the anniversary of the wedding. Celebrate the anniversary of the giving of the Torah. Zayin Sivan, says the Nasiva Shalom, because we don't celebrate anniversaries. We uncover parts of the Bria that are musugal, that are set up for certain things. And that's what we're celebrating. Vav Sivan is the day in the calendar out of the, the 354 days. That is the day of Nesina Satayra. It was always like that before Matan Torah, and it will always be like that after the year that the Torah was given. It's in the Bria. We see also that it's not a mistake that the Kharban Beis HaMikdash happened both times on the same day of Zayin of of Tishabov, Tishabov. How could I forget that? It wasn't a mistake. It had to be. Because Zayin of is the day for destruction. It's in the Bria. That's why we fast and we celebrate, the opposite of celebrate. We remember that, commemorate that day. It's in the Bria. Everything that we have in the calendar, think about it. What happened that, it, that we're celebrating? What would happen? That's what we're celebrating because it happens again. Sometimes it's a more watered-down version. It's happening to us as well. So he says, That's Pshat, Shayala Madarshim Hilchas Achag. We have to ask and learn about the Halicha of the Chag, the way that this festival is supposed to impact our lives. Otherwise, you can go ahead and you can go through a whole year of festivals, 10 years, 30 years, 50 years of festivals, and being Mekayim every mitzvah the way you should, without leaving a changed person, without the growth that it was meant to achieve. So we have to understand what is Hanukkah, what is, what, what's going on over here, and when we understand what Hanukkah is, we'll leave after eight days different people. And we're not just going to grow spiritually, which is also 
quite important. But we're going to learn how to bring miracles into our lives. If you're ever faced with darkness that you tried to break through and you can't, Hanukkah is for you. If you ever tried to go over a problem, to get past it, and you couldn't, Hanukkah is for you. Let's understand, what is Hanukkah? We have 613 mitzvahs in the Torah, Begematria, Taryag. The Chachamim, they added seven. And that equals 620, which is Keser, the crown, crown of Hashem. The last two mitzvahs that the Chachamim were masakin was Hanukkah and Purim. Why? Because they were wrapping up shop, so to speak. Chazal was ending. Gullus was getting darker. I listened to the words in the Nesiva Shalom. Chachameinu zecharnu levracha tiknu liyisrael yamam toivim elu asher yilavu oisam l'chol oirech ha-gullus. They were masakin this as a gift to be malava us, to go with us throughout the length of the Gullus because they saw in the future what kind of a dark and bitter Gullus that Klal Yisrael is going to go through. How much pain and darkness and confusion Klal Yisrael will suffer through. And in order for us to be able to carry ourselves, to not be destroyed and to not fall away, whether we're being attacked physically, emotionally, spiritually, in order for us to hold strong throughout this terrible, long and bitter Gullus and not get lost, they were massacring two gifts for us. Hanukkah and Purim. And when we understand that, then we're not celebrating something just that happened years ago. We're tapping into a power that we can use today. An incredible power, a supernatural power, a nuclear power. And if we learn how to use that, we can enhance our lives in many ways. They gave us this gift. They said, you need to have this. You need to have these days of Hanukkah and Purim to burst light into the darkness to learn what these days are and what they give you. So you can survive through matzavim, akashim, difficult times and times of darkness that are going to pass over, that we're going to go through bechlal as a klal Yisrael and beprat each one of us as individuals. This is the kayach that we get for Hanukkah and Purim. And we're going to learn about it, and we're going to own it, we're going to use it. We should leave Hanukkah we should leave every yontif stronger in that Indian that, that, that those days, that that festival is all about. What is the Indian of Hanukkah and Purim? Nesiva Shalom explains that the Yisoyed of Hanukkah and Purim is emuna and bitachin, faith in Hashem and security in Hashem. How will we mam shech the nais? How do we pull down such a miracle in the face against all odds? was because of the power of emuna and bitachin. What's emuna? Faith in Hashem. If you don't believe in Hashem, you don't believe that God exists, you're hopeless. But believing that God has power, but that He won't use His power for you, is useless. You have to have also bitachin security, that Hashem who has the power, will want to use His power to save you. And we're going to learn about why you don't have that. And we're going to learn how to get around that. People think, I'm not worthy. Why should Hashem bother Himself to flex His muscles for me? I'm not a good Jew. I do Averis. 
And you'll learn soon, we're going to get to there, why it works for us. Actually, even more specifically, when we feel that way. Where do we see that this was Emunah Bitachin? The answer is as follows. By Purim, there was Xayr Lahashmid, Laharig Abed is called Yehudim. What were they threatening? They wanted to murder us. They didn't want us to exist exactly like the Nazis, Yamach Shemam. They didn't want to talk to us. They didn't want to deal with us. Kill men, women, children, annihilate every Jew. And we had a big problem because not only was this signed and sealed by Achashverish, which is pretty bad, it was signed and sealed by Tabas HaMelech Malkoy Shel Olam Hashem also, so to speak, signed off on it. There are many different ways of trying to fight this battle, to try to get the Xerah to be annulled, nullified. Kayachachuva, Tfila, Staka, Taira. But there was only one, one thing that's going to work. Lamalu, Lamalu, and Ateva. Tez the Nesiva Shalom. Bekayachemuno, Bitachain, Shalmardachai, the Esther, Himshichu, as Hayeshua, the Nahavcha, Xeril, Iftus, Vatzala. He had Emuna and he had Bitachain. And we're going to explain where it came from. Mardachai had Emuna and Bitachain. And through that power, that's how the whole Klal Yisrael was saved from being destroyed, physically annihilated, and not only destroyed, but that we actually got a chance to control them. Which we don't have in other salvations. And by Hanukkah also, what were they threatening in Hanukkah? Not to annihilate us. It wasn't like the Nazis in Mahashimama, it was like the communists. They said, we got no problem with you. We got no beef with you. Just say that you have no shaykhs to God. Just knock yourself up. Forget about this religion stuff. Say that this religion is not for you. And then we're good. We don't want to kill you. We want you to be part of our society. We're very happy with you. We just don't want you to have a connection to God. Just write it down. Just write it down. Signed, sealed, notarized. We're good. We're not going to kill you. And what happened? 13 Chevra, 12 Bnei Hashmanoi and Elazar, they went ahead and they went to fight an army of thousands of thousands of soldiers. And what happened? They won. You know the story? I just read it somewhere. I don't know if the details are correct. They said that after Israel won the war and they were independent, they were very, very poor. So one of the ministers, I forgot who said to who, he said, you know, after America wiped out Europe, they went ahead and they felt bad, so they gave a lot of money for food and to rebuild Europe. Why don't we now, Israel, let's attack America and they'll... They'll kill us, they'll, they'll, they'll bomb us, they'll destroy the, us, and then afterwards we can ask them for money and they'll give us money to have food because they were starving. Money for food and to rebuild. So the Prime Minister, I think it was, whoever it was, said, it's a good idea, but what if we win? <laughs> if we win, we're going to have to support them. Over here we had 13 Jews going out to fight. They were weak and they were strong. So even if you had 13 strongest Navy SEALs against 10,000, you're still not going to win. But over here, it wasn't even Navy SEALs. A couple of Jewish guys with the Baba Kama. And they went out to fight thousands and thousands of soldiers. Unbelievable. 
Why, why did they, what happened over here? They did it because they knew that we are not going to lose. They had the Kayach of Amun They were clear, Hashem is not going to abandon his, his nation, his people. And with this, they brought down the Nase. What the Nesiva Shalom is saying is that we are celebrating an event of Hanukkah and Purim to remind us of the story and remind us the relevance of the story that is meant to enlighten our lives so we can learn how to tap into this type of nuclear power for our own salvation throughout the year. The Hashmanoim went out to fight. Imagine a CNN reporter would say, excuse me guys, can I just interview interview you for a minute? Yeah, sure. You're 13 people, right? Um, 12, 12, yeah, we're 13. And do you know how many people you're fighting? Approximately 10,000, yeah. What are you thinking? Don't you realize you're going to be obliterated? Don't you realize you're going to die instantly? There's no chance for you to win? And they said, no, you don't understand. We're not going ourselves. Oh, you're so funny, Mr. Reporter. You think 13 Jews are going to fight an army of 10,000? You think we're crazy people? No. We're not going ourselves. We have a nuclear power. You have a nuclear what? Yeah, we have a nuclear missile. Oh, nuclear missile. Where's the suitcase? Let me see the dirty bomb. I want to take a look at it. We go with God. We believe so much that Hashem is with us. That not only he exists and that he has the power, but he's going to use his power to save us. That we are going to be saved. That's our nuclear power. There is nothing in the world that can withstand the kayach of a Jew's security in Hashem. Not things that are natural, not natural problems. One Jew out in the street facing one guy in the street with a knife, that's a natural problem. That Bitochen, of course, can take care of. But one Jew in the street and 10,000 Goyim with more than knives and Arabs and millions of them surrounding Israel. Nothing, not natural and not supernatural problems, can be a problem if you have Bitochen. This was the Kayach Hanitzachayim. This was the power of victory of the Hashminoim. They didn't tell their wives and family, crying, Oi, we're going out, we're never going to see you again, it's all over. No, they didn't go out to be suicide bombers. They weren't on a suicide mission. They told their wives, make supper, we'll be back in a couple of hours, we just got to take care of something. It's not hard to take care of 10,000 soldiers if you have a nuclear bomb. The Kayach of Bitochen that they had, that they had security in Hashem, that He's with us, allow them to go out to fight without any, any shvitz. They didn't shvitz, they didn't fear nothing. They knew they're going to win. And even though Alpiteva, there is absolutely no way that a couple of Jews can win a fight like this, they had Bitochen Chazok in Hashem that He will save them. Ki Godol Kayach Bitochen. We have to know this. We have to know this. We have to know that the Kayach HaBitachin is so great that it can pull down for you a salvation, even supernatural. You 
have an ability to do supernatural miracles for yourself. We have a kayach that we were not taught about and that we're not used to using. It's wasted. We have to learn about this. We have to teach our children. We have a kayach of bitachin that is the strongest thing in the world. Shum kayach. There is no kayach in the world that can stand against the kayach that we have a bitachin shuke a neshek sodi. It's like a secret weapon. Kills everybody. And we see it. When do you see it? You see it when nothing else is there. We see the story of Purim. Mordechai said, He doesn't say, He didn't bow. I will never bow. Mordechai represents Klal Yisrael, the tzaddik, who didn't get unfocused, who didn't get flustered. He has the ultimate focus. And he knew this is not happening. Gezerah is not happening. Like it says, that he told Esther, we all know, It's such a zizvart that the Nesiv Shalom brings out. Just imagine for a second, President Trump decides, signs something, we're going to annihilate all the Jews. And nobody can talk to him. It's done. It's signed, sealed. Nobody has any way to get in there. We all try to use the pull. We call the Aguda. We call all the different representatives. No appointments for everybody, for anybody. That's it. It's closed. And we realize, oh my gosh, his son-in-law is Jared. Jewish guy. His whole family is going to get killed. So we call up. You get to the payphone. Remember what the payphones were, right? You call and everybody's like standing around listening, right? And Mordechai goes ahead and he calls up Jared. He says, listen, Jared. You know about this uh, terrible, terrible decree? Yeah, you heard about it, right? Yeah, okay. Listen, we're all going to be killed. You know, your mother, your father, your brothers, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, everybody, everybody. It's a holocaust. I need you to do me a favor, okay? Because nobody can get in. I need you just, when you get to the secretary, the desk right in front of the president, I need you to open the door when you know he's there alone, go in there, close the door behind you, fall at his feet and beg him to rip it up. You're our only hope. And Jared would say, "Mm, actually... You know, Secret Service, it's triggered, you know, if you don't have an appointment and you don't have approval, as soon as my thumb gets on the on the, 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 the thing, they get alerted right away that there's the thumb of the doorknob if somebody doesn't have uh, permission to be in there. As soon as I walk in, they're going to blow my head off. And I, unless you right away, they give like three seconds for Trump to say, wait, and he's not going to, you know, it's too risky, I can't do it. I'm really, really sorry. I, I feel terrible. It's just too dangerous. What would your reaction be? Can you imagine what would you react? You would freak out. You selfish pig. You have to risk your life. What are you talking about? Everybody you know is going to be killed. Every single Jew. You, you would, I don't know what you would do, but you would be flustered. You wouldn't be calm, cool, and collected. Mordechai HaTzadik. No problem. He didn't doubt for one second. He's like, oh, Jared, I, I thought you'd be the one. And it's like almost like he's calling to do him a favor. It's like saying, hey, Jared, we are going to be rescued. I'm not sure who's going to have the schus to rescue the whole colleague. So I'm calling to offer you first, risk your life, get in there, and uh, and everything's going to be fine. You know, I'm, I'm offering that to you. Oh, you don't want to? No problem. I'll call the next guy. And what would we say to Mordechai when he says, He hangs up the phone, looks around. Everybody's standing at him with eyes open and like, what makam acher? Do you happen to know another son-in-law of Donald Trump that's Jewish? What's the makamacher? What's the plan B? There is no plan B. 
What are you makamachering about? <laughs> we would go crazy. Why, why did you tell, why didn't you beg him? Why didn't you curse him? Why didn't you challenge him? Why didn't you force him? Why did you just say, oh, okay, no problem. Can't make it. No problem. Says the Nesiva Shalom, Mardachai was so cool. He was so calm. He knew this is not going to happen. I'm not sure exactly how, but I know it's not going to happen. And hey, if Jared doesn't want to do it, right? Not a problem. It was so clear, without a shadow of a doubt, beyond the shadow of a doubt. And therefore, he was willing to put Esther at risk. And then if she didn't want, don't want, you do want, you do want. Send them again. You want to fast, we'll fast. Not a problem. He knew. He knew. My father, my Lord. My God. I'm putting my entire security in you. Don't let me down. So we think that I could have security in Hashem when I, I did something for Hashem. I say, Hashem, you know, I did mitzvah smasam toiv, I'm a big tzaddik, and therefore, I know you can do it. I got a hundred on my last test. Please, Tati, you'll do it for me. I'm a good boy. But what if you don't get a hundred on your test? What if you got a fifty? What if you got a thirty? What if you got a zero? We don't look at bitachin as its own reason for us to receive salvation. The Nesiva Shalom is saying it's its own reason. Just like you understand that you could daven and break exera, bitachin, having security in God that He will save me for no reason, you can break exera, but not only atevadik exera, alamalam and atevadik And this is the purpose that the Chazal decided to give us these two Yom Taivim. We would have gone from Sukkot to Pesach without any Yom Tif. We would have had a year that has the Sugula of Matan Taira, of, of us receiving the Taira of Shavuos, of being freed from things that, that chain us down on Pesach. We would have had every single Yom Tif, but we wouldn't have had this booster shot to wake up and realize what could happen if we would learn to utilize the power of Bitachin. And that's why Chazal gave us this. In Yinshtei Yom Tevim Elu, the reason why we have these Yom Tevim is not to commemorate what happened 2,000 years ago, but Lahachtir B'Yisrael, to ingrain into us the Koyach of Amunam Bitachin, Hameir Bechol HaMatzavim HaKoshim, Begashmiz Virachnis, Hativim Ve'altivim. The power, the nuclear power of Amunam Bitachin should be instilled and ingrained in us, and we have to ingrain it into our children. Hashem will help. Hashem will not abandon us. And that is something that makes us worthy for salvation. It's not just a chant. It gives us the schus when we put our faith in Hashem. And it lights up all of our difficult situations, sai begashmi's physical challenges. God forbid, someone gets an x-ray and the doctor says, we can't help you. Kaycha bitachin can light up a security in you, Hashem. And science spiritual. We see people have spiritual problems. They, how am I going to get out of this? Emotional problems. Yiddishkeit problems. We can have salvation, tivium, natural and supernatural, if we use the kaycha bitachin. So that's why it's so important to listen and to learn what this is and how to use it. And he says, let me show you how powerful Bitachin is. It's much more than just Amuna. Amuna is believing in Hashem. And if I use the tool 
the weapon of believing in Hashem, I'll get saved. But not saved as much as if I use security in Hashem. And here's the proof. What happened by Pesach? Pesach, we were saved from the Egyptians and they died. But we didn't rule on them. Why? Because we know that we were saved in the schus of what? The schus? We didn't have the schus yet of Vitachin. We didn't feel that we could have security in God. We didn't utilize being secure in Hashem. We just believed in Hashem. And therefore, Rak Nigalu Bilvad, we were just redeemed. They had a different, not just, I believe in you, but I'm secure that you're going to use your superpowers to save me. And through that, we were able to have a salvation on a much higher level. By Purim, it says, not only that they didn't just die, and we weren't just saved, but we got to rule on them. And by Hanukkah, if we just would have had the salvation with Emuna, the Xerah would have become Batal. But over here, we got back Malchus for more than 200 years until the next Chorban by Yesheni, like the Rambam, like the Rambam explains in Hilchus Hanukkah.